Lessons in Being Human, number five. Fatherhood, day one. Nothing could have prepared me for this. That is to say, even after all the visits and questions to the OBGYN, all the conversations with other parents, the day-long online baby classes, the free baby clothes and registry gifts, even after all of this, nothing truly prepares you for that moment when you arrive home from the hospital after the birth of your first child, close the door, look at your spouse, and say, Now what? Before I continue, I'd like to preface that this piece, and future pieces of a similar nature, should be listened to as if reading a private journal. I've reached the realization that becoming a parent and raising a child often comes with thoughts and feelings of insecurity, anxiety, judgment, passive aggressiveness, and much more. More often than not, the information we are given that we share primarily espouse the virtues of newly found parenthood and exceptionally celebrate the miracle of life aptly found in the eyes of a newborn baby. Messages of unconditional love are abound to the point where it may feel stigmatizing to share feelings and emotions that are contrary to that narrative and mold. Furthermore, we more readily acknowledge the importance and impact of motherhood and women on this journey, rightfully so, understanding the pressures and the strains and the difficulties they endure both mentally and physically. So with that context, consider this and subsequent pieces like this as an exercise in introspection, a new father, a man, and a loving partner trying to make sense of his sometimes contradictory thoughts and feelings, as well as navigating the barrage of information and advice unsolicited or otherwise, he receives from everyone in his life with an opinion. My son Leo was born on February 22nd at 11.42pm at New York Presbyterian Alexandra Cohen Hospital for Women and Newborns. While babies are born every day, I suspect a lot of us will be sharing unique stories of our childbirth experiences because of this global pandemic, the first in many of our lifetimes. The coronavirus presented unprecedented challenges and opportunities for many of us. In fact, I honestly don't know if my wife and I would have gotten pregnant if not for it. It's amusing to think that extended periods of time confined indoors increase the likelihood of our getting pregnant, and indeed, that's what happened. And so while we unexpectedly reaped the benefit of working from home remotely and spending more quality time supporting each other throughout the nine months ordeal of pregnancy, we conversely experienced the distress of not being able to visit the OBGYN together or attend Lamaze classes in person, or even share the bounty and bliss of doting family and friends eager for a baby shower. Oftentimes, my wife would break down and cry, anxious and scared. I too shared her fears and doubts, but simply could not allow myself to succumb to them. If we were both broken, 
no one would be able to come pick up the pieces. So we grieved the loss of our community and our social lives as we knew them. We threw ourselves into preparing and learning everything we needed to for the sake of our son. There was so much we didn't know and a lot we weren't prepared to feel. At one point, my wife fixated on self-care and self-preservation, and it was difficult for me not to take it personally. After all, we were supposed to be in this together. At another point, I was the one obsessing over every detail of what her postpartum care should look and feel like. I wanted her to feel supported, and I didn't want to be overwhelmed caring for her and the baby simultaneously. This was COVID after all. No one else was coming. The day our son was born, it was just us, a fact that we did our best not to raise even once. At that point, we did not feel like mom and dad. We were just a boy and a girl having a baby. Babies having babies. Were we ready for this? Was I ready for this? What ultimately changed my mind was when I noticed the genuine surprise every nurse expressed when I offered to assist my wife at every stage of labor and delivery process. Getting her food and water, helping her to the bathroom, checking on our son in the nursery while she slept. What were other husbands doing, if not all of this? Two days later, after a bit of medical intervention, debriefs from various doctors, nurses, lactation consultants, and a folder of paperwork, we were in an Uber on our way home in the dead of the night. I had done my best to take notes of everything, but the whirlwind of information sat heavy on our minds all the way home. Thinking back on all the stories our parents and friends had shared with us, I remembered the fun pregnancy stories, I remembered the blissful baby anecdotes, yet somehow I didn't recall hearing about all the birthing experiences. Why was that? When we finally get home, the silence in our apartment is deafening. One day we didn't have a baby, and now we did. There was no instruction manual, and there was no one there to help when your baby lets out that first cry. So, you take a deep breath, you look at each other, you pick up the baby, and somehow, you figure it out as you go. If you enjoyed this piece, let me know. Shoot me a message. Richard K. Hackman at gmail.com.